Do your players trust you enough to share their plans? Honestly, I think sharing is caring, and it makes game prep so much easier. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We are two game masters who just can't stop talking about role-playing games. And today we talk about should players share their plans, motivation, objective with their game master? What's the effect of sharing? What's the effect of not sharing? And how does it affect the experience and the prep and everything? Mm-hmm. We had a we have a poll on Twitter that's live right now. It's still you know in its baby phase, but of the votes we've gotten so far, I think we got something like forty votes. It's overwhelmingly positive in saying yes, players should share with their game masters. I'm shocked, honestly, by this result. Yeah, I thought a lot of, and maybe it's because on Twitter there's a lot of game masters and maybe a fewer amount that are only players. I feel from from my experience that a lot of players think they should keep secrets uh, about what they are trying to do. Part of the Twitter poll had some really cool comments and we're going to use those as a springboard for our conversation about sharing information with you know players to the game master. But I want to emphasize an element that kept coming back up. Uh, trust was a key element in a lot of the tweets. Thanks to everyone who commented. For instance, Waywode uh, commented saying that we you know, were the eyes and ears. The game master was the eyes and ears of their players. There was another tweet from one negative person who also mentioned how if you don't give that information, the game master has to improvise things and it might not reach its full potential. There needs to be honesty. There needs to be trust. And uh, uh, several others commented about trust. So let's uh, let's start with that. Chris, how do you feel trust is associated with all of this? I think it's it's the base. If you don't have this, it's hard to build. I'm experiencing this right now in, in uh, my second game uh, with my brother and his friends. The trust was broken with the previous game master. It kind of like they came with their baggage, mm-hmm. and I had to build that trust through many games. And they just started sharing their plans, and it has a lot of positive effects. But I just now start to have this trust, and my I have to be careful not to break it. Right? If I break it, they're not going to share their plans with you. It's it's like if you're talking to a good friend and they share a secret, and you turn around and you share that secret with someone else, they won't tell you any secrets anymore it's 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 about building this trust it's kind of tricky though right like you you want to build that trust by showing that you're not going to betray it Mm -hmm. by giving them kind of what they want i guess but at the same time you you need to be impartial you need to be the 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 referee of this game world so it it's an interesting balance right If, if the player's plan is so far-fetched it wouldn't make sense for them to to achieve it you probably should say so yeah and i think you, you're touching on the, the one of the ba- best um effect of sharing plans is building the expectations mm-hmm. so if they're telling you a plan and they expect you to just give it to them that's a problem but once they give you the plan you can be like mm, be careful and that's what you that's usually what i do i tell them be careful about this NPC. You, you know this motivation of him. Like, make sure you consider this. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I consider this. No problem. Or maybe like, oh, yeah, you're right. This this one worked for that reason. And I really like what, um, I think it's Matt Colville who, who says that a lot. It's like, it, your job is to solve their solution, not to solve their problem. So if they give you a solution, you have to make sure you address 
the the, the holes, uh, the, the jump of logic and stuff like that. And that builds this trust. So as Whiskey Yak says, they say, I think there are some things that the players should discuss with the Game Master in terms of making plans, etc. But sometimes it's better for them to keep certain things secrets. For instance, combat plans. We'll get to that second half of the tweet later, but I, I think it's important to, to note that, yes, there are things that players might share with the Game Master, but there's a lot of different levels of what they might share. And the depth at which they share it with the Game Master kind of sheds some light on how much they trust you. And I think it might be valuable for us to go through those things. Yeah, so we're going to go through different level of information you can ask. And depending on how comfortable your players are to share that information, it kind of will tell you how much they trust you. Maybe it's not even something that they're doing on purpose. And also another thing to consider is the fact that your whole like table, the mm. players might have different levels. I had players that trusted me from the get-go at all levels. And I have players that through the years now have come to the idea of sharing more and more information because they've seen me use the other players' information in an interesting way. Mm -hmm. uh, so mm -hmm. maybe it's about building that trust with everybody or at least one person. So we'll start with, I guess, the, the first level of, of, of trust and information that can be shared. And it's something that actually some, some game masters do. I know I do at the end of my games, you do at the end of your games, mm -hmm. is to just ask the players at the end of a game, all right, guys, what's going to happen next? Or where are you going to go next? What, yeah, where are you going to go next? Mm -hmm. And that alone, I think, gives you as a game master a lot of tools to help build the, the story and plan mm -hmm. your, 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 like your downtime. But your planning session before the game gets so much easier. Right? It's, it's a perk of asking this question. Mm -hmm. And I think most players will be okay with telling you, yeah, you know, we're pretty much done in this town. We're probably going to head off, go this way. To, uh, to to go to the, the cave. Yeah, if they're not a, if they don't want to tell you that, let's say they know it, they don't want you might you might have a problem on your hand <laughs> uh, because that shows there's a, a big break of trust there. But that's usually the first step, just telling you uh, where to go. Obviously, there's a problem that they might tell you something and then change it. Mm -hmm. This I think needs to be addressed right away. It's like you told me that last week. For this time, it's fine. Like we'll we'll deal with it. I don't want to impose what you said to me. But make sure that if you change your mind between games, text me before, just just so I, I prep the right way. So yeah, that's the first level. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty basic. Uh, the next level, though, is to dig a little bit deeper. So not only where are they going, but why are they going there? Yeah, what what are they trying to do? What's their objective? All right, so just, just to know, have a general idea of Maybe they're going to go to the library. Maybe they're going to talk. So let's take an example. Where are you going to go? I'm going to go to the College of Magic. Okay, at least I can prep the College of Magic. I can prep maybe a, the person at the entrance. I can prep the leader. I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to go there. That would be first level. Second level, uh, why are you going to go there? I'm going to go there because I want to figure out how to build myself a magic staff. Okay. So now you can you can think about, okay, maybe there's a cool library. Maybe there's actually a professor who teaches these things. You know, you can, you can give them, not give them, you can plan out different areas where this information might be available. Or, or maybe there might be a quest hook yeah. for them to get that information. And you might have been able to do that as a game master, just improvised. I would prefer to have the time to think about it. Yeah, it's personal. It it, it it gives you the 
opportunity to do something more interesting than if it's just your first idea. So right now we're already finding yourself talking about the effect it has, right? Once they give you a little bit of information, we're already at the quest level. So that's great. Uh, the third level of trust or a third level of information they can give you is uh, what's their strategy? How are they going to actually do this? And once you know that, then you can actually flesh out the encounters. It could be social encounters and stuff like that. So let's go back to our example with the magic, you know, going to the College of Magic, learning about the staff. Well, how do they plan to do it? They might already have an idea. They might tell you, you know, I would really like to go find someone who's an expert staff maker and go and ask them questions and learn about how to build a staff. Well, if they tell you that, again, you can plan that NPC. You can, maybe you don't know how staffs are built. You can figure out, mm -hmm. you know, cool ways to add interesting devices to a staff create all this neat lore and exposition that you can give them and like we said create a, a cool quest hook but there might also be a, you know a different strategy maybe they say i want to go to the library and conduct a whole bunch of research well now it becomes interesting because or the other one was interesting too but now it's clearly only a couple of the characters in the party are going to be doing research it might take them several days to do research what are the other three members of the party going to do while the wizard's doing research? Well, now you get the opportunity to think about it. Okay, he's going to go do that. She's going to maybe want to go do this other thing. And you can think of cool, like maybe there's a cool little festival happening or there's a carnival happening outside of the town. These are all things that you can develop because you understand and know what the player's plans are and how they plan to achieve them. Yeah, you can manage the engagement of all the players knowing what their the way to tackle the problem is. Otherwise, you're just, mm -hmm. you have nothing to know. Oh, probably this character won't be engaged because they're just doing research. So knowing that layer, again, helps planning, uh, helps every the fun of everybody because now you can engage them in very interesting ways. And honestly, this is something that I have a little, I used, or I still have a little bit of trouble with. You know, if someone has a cool idea, and you're like, oh, that's a cool idea. How am I going to incorporate that? And you try to incorporate it in your game. And, and you run the risk of kind of always going back to the same person because it creates this exponential effect, right? Like they have a cool idea. So then you give them content that's related to that idea. So they have another cool idea and it just builds. Well, if you get that information and you have a week or two weeks to plan how to also engage the rest of the party, you might avoid this problem. If you're doing it off the cuff and you're improvising it, it becomes difficult to come up with consistent and, and realistic ways for the barbarian to have something cool to do in the College of Magic. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't come so naturally, at least not to me. But if I have the time to sit down and think about it, I can think of, you know, maybe like Rage is a, is a, is a really cool spell and there's like a specialty. Uh, there's a, he stumbles across a book... That, Maybe the, the berserker meets a wizard that also is like a, the same race. He's like, oh my god, I did not know my race was practicing magic. Just by doing this, you can actually start a whole new quest or a whole new story with the other characters. The last layer of trust or the last, I guess, layer of information that the players might give the Game Master is not only the plan, but any of the deceptions, any of the persuasions any of the thievery or trickery they might be including in that plan. In our example, if they're not allowed to grab this book and bring it to where they need to go, maybe they'll be like, okay, 
your character will do a deception and try to attract the guard and will steal the book and leave with it. So by knowing that, you get a lot more information on how you're going to prep this. Yeah, I mean, if they were doing this, if, if my player sprung this on me, I might have a hard time coming up with a really cool way for them to, to, to do this, especially if they fail. If my players tried and succeeded, that would, that'd be easy, pretty easy for me to improvise. Mm -hmm. But if they tried and failed, coming up with a, a positive failure or a failure that doesn't bring the game to a halt mm -hmm. is hard. My gut instinct would be like, okay, they catch you, they call the guards and send you to prison. That brings the game to a little bit of a halt. But if you can come up with an interesting way of like, ooh, you know what? He catches you, but he notices that you also happen to have a paladin in your party. And he says, hmm, we've been having some trouble with the local church. They don't like the rituals we've been performing. Can you convince them to let us? And they send you on a quest to do it. Now you've not only made that failure an interesting part of the story, but you've incorporated another character mm -hmm. from the party and it it just feels more cohesive. It feels more constructive despite the failure. And I probably couldn't have come up with that without knowing that they were planning on that deception. Yes, so it's about failing forward and to know what they're trying to do, especially with high risk, high reward, mm -hmm. is is really good to, uh, to know in advance for the Game Master. So we encourage any player to try at least to give that information. But again, we come back to the trust, need to use that information in the proper way. And that's when it's becomes a little bit hard. I think the level four is a bit uh, tricky because um, there's what we call the Schrodinger effect. As uh -huh. like Schrodinger is like, if we measure it, it changes what we're trying to measure. So just knowing that information, sometimes it's hard as the game master being like, okay, am I acting in the way I would have acted not knowing this information? Mm -hmm. So you kind mm -hmm. of like start questioning yourself about... Even with the best intentions, right? Even if you're you're not trying to put any barriers in front of the player's and break the trust. Sometimes it's hard to disassociate the information you know as the as the game master and, and as the NPC. That bleed happens. And it might also, <clears throat> if this trust is not well established, it might also have the player's question: Is is he acting the proper way? This this should happen. So again, we talk about simulation or story. Uh, this creates kind of a question mark. So we have to make sure we trust every everybody trusts that we're doing the right thing with this information. So one way to address this and is I I would like the players to warn me. Like, do you want... I want the players to tell me, do you want to know our plans? And I will tell them, I want to know or I don't want to know. Mm. And sometimes I'll go grab a beer and not... Like, when I, when I hear them plan, I've established the situation. I know my NPC's motivation. I'm, I'm pretty much done. My, my, sim my simulation is established. And they're talking about strategy. I might just leave to go grab something go to the bathroom so i don't know and that created sometimes uh there was a one fight in the blood betrayal where there was like a, a river and you shot lightning in the middle of the the river as the player were as the the yeah. enemies were charging in yeah and i did not know that plan have i known uh it would have been hard to like charge all of them on the river knowing you were i was basically you were setting a trap and i was throwing them in your trap and it would probably have felt a little bit less earned mm -hmm. by the players. And then we go to, okay, and, what about combat? Yeah, that, exactly. That segues really nicely into that second half of the tweet where it was talking about combat. Maybe sharing combat strategies with your game master, that, that's different. And, and I'm not too sure how I feel about that. I, I think mm -hmm. I agree. 
I think, like you said, Chris, it it might be one of those things where it becomes too hard for the game master to properly simulate that that air of of the fight, the the the, the rush that the enemies feel if you know that they're putting up a trap that you're going to make those enemies rush right through uh, because you might hold back or you might think of another way around it just because you want it to still be challenging. You still want it to be, to be fun, I guess. I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. I think, I think it's a lot about if you, if it's going to change your prep, if it should change your prep, it might be a good idea to, to share. Like if I have my encounter established, and knowing the information won't really add to the story. What what you don't really need that that info. And mm -hmm. it's kind of like for me the difference between strategy and tactics. Strategy is the whole like the idea of the long term thing. Then I I like to know the strategy, but the tactics of like I'm actually going to move there and you're going to move there. I don't really need to know as the game master. Yeah, and and part of that. We have another tweet from Academic Foxhole, and their tweet speaks to how it really depends on the style of game you're playing. If you're playing a game that's very story-driven, having that, you know, sharing of information, layers of trust, kind of as we spoke to, it's valuable because it allows the game master to build up a story that the players can collaborate on and, and, and really develop it in the best possible, most dramatic, most interesting way. It feels like a heroic story where you're the hero of your own story, where simulation is different. If that's what the players want, then that's what the players can get by keeping that information from the Game Master and letting the Game Master just run everything as it, as it were, as a complete sandbox. And uh, maybe just to do full circle on, on my experience at the beginning with my with my brother and his friends, once they started sharing this, I got more excited at running the game because I knew where they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nice, we're going to go that way. You're you're setting up the direction. I'm putting out the tracks and we're going to figure out the way to like go towards this. I don't know if it's going to succeed. I'm not I'm not deciding if it succeeds or fail, but I know exactly what they're trying to do and I can put interesting obstacle that go in the right direction and not like everywhere mm -hmm. right so if you're a player and you're not tr trusting your game master i would say try it i think it, it can add a lot if the game master and your player are not doing it maybe it's worth a discussion uh maybe it's worth questioning yourself as why are they not sharing am i using the information to hinder them, and that can be frustrating for players. Yeah, and, and try to take these four steps into consideration. You know, ask them these questions, see how much information they want to tell you, they're comfortable telling you, and maybe have that conversation about, hey, I think we could really elevate this game if you gave me this other layer of information. How can we get there? And obviously, don't, don't push anybody, don't force anybody, but it, it could be a fun way, a fun thing to explore. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you to everyone who commented and thank you to everyone who, who gave us their, their thoughts on Twitter. Uh, we're going to try to do this more often as we have been. So please continue to engage with us. You can comment down below or you can reach out to us on Twitter. That's at role underscore play underscore chat. Or we have an email that's contactroleplaychat at gmail.com. And we hope to see you next week. And also we're trying to reach uh, 100 subscribers um, so if you have friends that you think might be interested in this, please share. That would mean the world to us. Yes, yes, it would. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. And 
great conversation, Chris. Thanks, Matt. Let's call it a chat.